Hello and welcome to The Weekly Yes, a podcast where two best friends talk about their joint mission to say yes to life. I am your host, Yara Skakfjord, and co-host is my bestie, the amazing Kristen Guerin. On today's episode, Kristen and I continue our conversation from last week about all the voices that live in your head rent-free. We discuss body image and how much time we spend worrying about our bodies, and we send Kristen off into a brand new adventure. Today's episode is part two of a two-part episode, so I encourage you to listen to part one if you haven't already, as it will provide tons of context for what we're about to talk about in this week's episode. Without further ado, I will drop you straight into our conversation, part two. Enjoy. So at the beginning of this episode, you were talking about your parents and how you the way you were speaking, it sounded like it was like, oh, I have both of their mentalities in my brain in my relationship to my work, my my artistry, and allowing myself to enjoy my artistry and be like, ah, I did good and that's enough, right? Like your own relationship with it. And it just made, reminded me of this class I took on money that the first part of the class was writing down our money stories. So what we've been taught, and it's, I actually think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago that you yeah, were doing something similar. Week. Yeah. And I don't know what your thing was, but ours was like, we had to write down, this is what my mom has said about my mother has said about money this is my father what i've heard my father say about money or whatever and i realized this is years ago and i realized my father my mother is the saver of all savers she will always find a deal and if she can't find a deal then she won't do it so there was like this hotel that we were looking to stay at for my cousin's wedding and the whole family was going to be in this hotel and she missed the block of time that like it's a book the discount and she could she she just didn't get the discount and she was really struggling with wanting to be in that. It took her a month to book a hotel because she was like, I'm just going to go for the cheaper option, even though it's like a couple miles down the road. And this is in Brooklyn, too. So it's a couple miles is very far. That doesn't sound far, but it's very far. Yeah. Well, you On have a foot, car. And you know, it's you know, pretty you know. far. Yeah, it's very far. But this was the whole family's going to be in this hotel and we're going to it's right near the venue. And it's and, and she was really struggling with it. And she's like, she just couldn't bring herself to spend the extra hundred bucks because she wanted it to because she wasn't getting a deal. If she'd gotten the deal, maybe she would have spent an extra 60 bucks instead of 100, right? And it's, but, it's just, but it's the deals. My mom is such a deal finder, right? My dad, on the other hand, used to say, it's only money, he said to me my whole life, which is the kind of the opposite of that, right? Mm-hmm. Where they, which is also, both of these are great mentalities. There's nothing wrong with either of these mentalities. And dad would just be like, if I, something happened and I had to spend money on it, I just had to spend money on my car. I had something go wrong. And he was like, it's only money you're right. Like it is only money. He's right. And my mom's right too, of being like, let's try to get the best price and the best value. But having these two very opposite thought ways of thinking in my head was really throwing my system off course as to what my relationship with money was. So starting to clarify that and be like, I've been taught these two very different things and I'm so grateful for both of them. And now I'm going to say thank you to each of you. And I'm going to identify what mine is, right? And that's taken me a few years to, to get clear about that for me. And it, and it shifts and it changes every day. So all of this is to say, in this little flight crisis that I had today, I had to identify what I called my mom. And I spoke to her. My dad was the one who sent me the information about the flights being canceled and all of this. And I had to identify what was their baggage. And they're coming from this almost like cataclysmic. Is that the word I want? Very like worst case scenario. They've been catastrophic. in this catastrophic. Thank mm-hmm. you. They're coming from a very catastrophic place these days. And everything's, oh no, that's horrible. Oh, you have to book it right away. You got to make sure that this is, 
And it's kind of like, I don't know what's going on with you guys right now, but that's the vibe that I'm getting from them. They're not, they haven't always been like, that's it. That's just where they're at in their life. And identifying, like, okay, that's theirs. And I hear you. And that's probably a good mentality to have in this situation. If my mom was like, you have to be there because you have to be at work at 9 a.m. the next morning. This isn't an option. Sometimes it's like, you're on vacation. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm just going to go home a day late. No, you need to be there. And I was like, I hear you. And I thank you for that information. And I'm just going to let it sit on the table. And I'm going to come back to it and see a couple hours and see if it, it makes sense for me instead of immediately taking it on, which I have a tendency to do, take it on and be like, OK, yeah, let's do this. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, getting all like that. wrapped up in in other people's energies and other people's projections of what's best. And I think this is a part of growing up is first you start identifying like what's my mom's voice? What's my dad's voice? What's society's yeah. voice? What's my friends, partners, all of these things. And it can be really hard to to hear yourself and know how mm -hmm. you actually feel and what you think about things. You being the general you, not you, Kristen. Not Kristen. <laughs> yeah, Kristen. I'm going to tell you once and for all what I think. I've been holding this in for 10 years. <laughs> but it makes me think about one line. So I saw A Doll's House 2 on Broadway. Did I see that with ago. you? I think we may have gone to it together. I feel like yeah. we saw this together. And it was a great play. Oh, we don't have other friends. No, this is it right here. This is it. No need to branch out. But the one, I remember having a great time that it was a great play, very well written, but I don't remember much from it other than one thing that she says, which is that she went, she isolated herself completely for two years, is what she says, Nora, in Doll's House 2. She says, I had to isolate myself for two years to actually start to hear my own voice. Wow. That's how long it took me. And not just isolating herself. She was like isolating myself and being silent or like being silent. It was like something like that. She had to be silent for two years to actually start to hear herself because mm. all of the voices that were in her head, she was like, I don't know if any of these are my own. And I will never forget. That's the one line that I remember from this play. I don't remember anything else. I don't remember what it was about, but this is what I remember. It, and it, it has sat with me ever since because how wow. do you know? Yeah. Like, how do you know? Like now I had an experience and I'm doubting my experience because of some voices that are going on in my head that are like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. I should feel that way. Or who do you think you are? And like, all of those things. Or you start to think about what other people think of you. And like, oh, maybe I completely misunderstood the whole thing. Oh, maybe I was being unprofessional. Oh, maybe I was being inappropriate. Oh, I shouldn't have made that joke. Oh, my God. What if she yeah. made a weird face? Was that at me or was that at someone else? Just it is exhausting. It's exhausting. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, wow. I'll never forget that line from that play. I was like, that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about that would be how long it would take to strip away all of the stuff that's been projected onto you and or that you've taken mm -hmm. on and internalized yeah. as your as your own. Anyway, do you have a yes for the upcoming week? I don't, but thinking about the upcoming week just made me emotional because it's such a huge week in my life for so many reasons. New beginnings just comes up. Yeah. Oh my God, on so many levels. So I'm stepping back into the industry, the acting industry, the entertainment field for the first time in two years, almost two years, with a booking that I have Tuesday and Wednesday. So stepping back into that in a way that is in alignment with the way that I want to operate in that world, in that field, like stepping back into that field again. And I think it makes sense that it's, I didn't actually think about it till this moment, but it's in Miami, which is where a really huge wound happened for me that, that kind of forced me to take a hiatus to process. And I'm, I actually had not thought about this moment. So there it is. So it's pretty amazing that I get to go back there. A very different project, but 
what a gift to, to reclaim that part of my life after it was taken from me by people and by COVID, <laughs> by a virus. That's one thing. And then I'm also uh, traveling a lot this week, going somewhere that might become a new home for me with the intention of seeing if it is going to become a new home for me and seeing someone who might become something significant in my life. And yeah, I think the yes will just be, oh my gosh, that's so many yeses. Th those are all the yeses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yes is new beginning. I was going to say like, how do I approach all of that? But I don't know that I'm, I actually feel like I'm in a really good headspace about approaching all of that. And again, all of these things have been postponed for so long. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to do this in December and here we are like almost a month later. I'm finally going to this place and seeing this person and and then also the shoot, I kept saying over the last three or four months, I kept being like, I think I'm almost ready to start acting and I think I'm almost ready. And then I get an audition and be like, nope, I don't want to do it. So obviously I'm not ready. And then right around Thanksgiving, I was like, yes, I, something came in and I was, yes, it feels right. It feels now it feels like the time. So just trusting that timing and trusting that this week, it also makes sense for me that it's right after the seventh, which is for me, the first day of the year, right? Where it's the first six days of the year to me are like, oh, how nice and warm and cozy. And this is a really magical spiritual time. And I'm like, nope, now it's time to actually start 2024. So I think a lot of yeses to new beginnings this week. I love that. For the upcoming week. So it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yay. Week. Um, I'm going to say yes to my birthday. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I, what I would love to share, so what I'm going to say for the upcoming week is because this came up earlier this week, and then I said something today to myself and out loud to my husband. So I had to shoot dates this week. I was on set, and I had to show up for a fitting for the costumes and the shoes and see, see if it fits, <laughs> hence the name <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> so, great name. So I show up to this fitting and I basically, so during the pandemic, I gained a lot of weight, which is not something that has happened to me a lot in my life. And I haven't been able to lose the weight. And the thing is, I had body issues before that. Like I had issues mm. with, I have believed for years and years that I'm always in need of losing at least five pounds. Even when I was, even pre-pandemic, when I was at my, what I now consider my ideal weight, quote unquote, mm. right? Yeah. So I'm just like being honest with myself here is that the issue is not the fact that I gained weight. The issue existed before I, I gained the weight, right? It just exacerbated, you know, it just brought more to light the things that I think about my body and the way that I see my body. So I'm showing up to the fitting, not feeling super confident in my body or about my body. Like I'm a little nervous about what she's going to put me in. I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie. I'm like, I'm already thinking, like, okay. If she gives me this kind of clothing or this kind of shirt, I'm going to just speak up and say that I'm not comfortable with this, da, 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 which has never been an issue in my entire life mm -hmm. as a performer. I think once when I was like a teenager, I was like 18 or 19 or whatever, they wanted to put me in something and I felt so exposed in, in the theater. I didn't want to wear it. I wanted to wear something that, that covered my ass or something. But that's also you're 19. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, a little, it's a little different, right? Now I'm like a grown ass woman. and. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. And I felt so scared mm -hmm. that that was the scariest part of my week. It was not being on set. It was not doing the acting. It was not meeting the people or the director or like whatever. No, it, the fitting was the most stressful part of the mm -hmm. week. 
for me. I've been aware of this for a few months now. This is something that I want to work on. This is something that I want to heal. This is something I don't. This is ridiculous. The amount of energy and time and mental energy and mental hoops I'm, I'm jumping through about my freaking body is just so exhausting and it's so annoying and I don't want it anymore. Like how how do I just not mm-hmm. do that anymore in my life? And I don't know what the answer is. But I... But it was so lovely that the universe showed me externally, like they, they gave me an external because I've been trying to work on it internally and it's just not working. It's just mm-hmm. not working. That's just the truth. Uh, I've been trying all kinds of things. I've been like doing affirmations, doing specific meditations. I've been even taking action steps like I have a trainer and like now I'm looking at my diet, like I'm, I'm doing all the things, right? But it's not working. Like it's not enough to shift the beliefs that are going on in my mm-hmm. head. I've even seen right. a couple of healers about it. I've, I've done. All kinds of things I've done. It isn't working. Something shifted this week because I show up and she wanted to put me in something, some kind of like pants, like like fake pleather pants or whatever. I'm like, yeah, fine, great. Put them on. I couldn't even, it wasn't even close to be able to button. And I immediately got anxious. I got, I was like, oh my God, did I give her, did I give her the wrong size? Is my size card mm-hmm. off? Oh my God, is she going to be like rolling her eyes? Oh my God. I, and I was just like, in that moment, I was like feeling fat because I couldn't button these pants. And not, oh, you can button them, but they're tight. No, there was no way in hell that I could button them. And then I look at the size. It isn't my size. It's, it is it is smaller and it's also from Zara. And as many people that shop at Zara know that their sizes are actually insane. <laughs> I often, even when I was at my skinniest, I had to go up a size. Mm-hmm. So it's not about that, but it's still... I still had the feeling and I still had the thoughts in the moment. And then the person who is playing the lead, she was also having a fitting at the same time. And she's much skinnier than I am. And she comes out of the changing room and she's wearing a dress that's like really tight. And she's like, oh, this is really, this is way too tight. I can't even, I can't even zip it. So I'm like, oh, wait, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not about that. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that you can't button something or the fact that you can't zip something up, it means absolutely nothing about you. I was like, I I just saw it. I was like, externally, it couldn't have been clear. I see a person that has a completely different body, a body that I would consider an ideal body. I would love to look like her, right? And she was wearing something that she couldn't zip up. So I was like, oh, we were actually in the same exact situation. So it actually doesn't have anything to do with your your body at at all. And another thing that came with that was Because a couple of months ago, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I I have definitely said this out loud to you, is that I don't believe that I'm able to book anything because I'm too fat. Yeah. I know logically, yada, you are not fat. You know what I mean? It's just, but it's just something that is happening in my head, is happening in my brain. I am not going to book this because I'm fat. I'm not going to book this. They're going to hire someone who's skinnier. They're going to hire someone who has a different body type. They're going to hire, it's just a, a, a belief that has been created in, in recent years since I, since I gained the weight. And there I was having a fitting for something that I booked, for something that was like not only booked, but it's a recurring role. So I've been proven wrong. Here I am, not at my ideal body weight. And I booked something and, I'm, and it's happening. Yeah. Like I've signed the thing and I showed up to the fitting and here I am and it's actually happening. So I've been proven wrong. So I'm wrong. Yeah. It's not true. And I could feel something shift this week about that. I was like, okay. And I said this morning after, after having had two shoot days and it went well and nobody's looking at my body nobody's commenting at my body most of the things that are happening are chest up even mm-hmm. <laughs> no nobody's seeing and i am not playing the part that needs to be in their underwear I get to wear <laughs> full outfits this whole shoot so something shifted 
And then I saw a little, tiniest little clip of Emma Thompson. I didn't even watch it with the sound on. She's so passionate about this. She was like, stop wasting your time and energy worrying about your body was essentially like the, the essence of what she was saying. And she's been in this business a long time. Like she's a very successful actor. And I saw this little clip after everything that had happened this week. And I look at my husband and I go, this is it. I'm done. He was like, wow, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done worrying about my body. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. This is it. This is the last day. I'm done. That's great. I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. But it's like this thing I told you this week. You can't wait until you have the perfect body to live a life. Mm -hmm. You can continue to, uh, yeah, you want to lose the weight. You want to be healthy. You want to change it. Fine. Great. Awesome. But that doesn't mean that you have to limit yourself in every other area of your life until you have succeeded in that one area, until you've reached that one specific goal. I can even still invest in my current body and buy clothes that actually fit me because what I'm also doing is that I, I keep punishing myself and I keep buying clothes in my old size so they don't fit. So I put them on and I feel bad about myself. Just go up a size. Just accept what's happening to you. You know what I mean? Just accept mm-hmm. where you are yeah. and allow yourself to feel good about yourself and have a good life and make changes if you need to make changes. But goddamn, what a... Yeah going back to my meanie to my inner bully like yeah yeah nope you are not allowed to do anything or enjoy anything or book anything get a good job or wear nice pants or dresses or clothing or anything until you have lost this weight you idiot just horrible things that i'm saying to myself internally anyway so it was just so interesting how those were the tiny little things that i needed to see externally for something to click in Mm -hmm. my head because it just hadn't clicked until that very moment so very grateful for that so i'm gonna say yes to my body this week. Great. Let's put it that way. I'm just saying yes to accepting fully where I'm at right now. And especially when it comes to my body, because it's been such a source of tension and misery and depression for the past two months. I'm like two months for the past year. Yeah. Years, two years, not two months. So screw it. I'm done. For you. I'm done. Thank you, Emma Thompson. I love that. I think I also love that you said, who knows where I'll be tomorrow, but today this is what I'm doing. And I think it reminded me of when I said, we were talking about this a while ago, when I gave up Instagram for the month of November. And it wasn't a forever agreement. I wasn't saying I will forever never go on Instagram. It was like, I'm just going to try this out for a month. So it's like you're saying that to yourself being like, I don't know how long, but for the next week or for the next couple of days or however long you decide, I'm going to only love my body. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm just, anytime that this comes, that it comes, nope, I'm not dealing. Nope, absolutely not. And then what does it feel like? That was the exploration for me was like, what's my experience of life without Instagram? And I was like, that's nicer. So I think I'm going to change my relationship with it permanently. Yeah. And so it's, and so it's just an exploration period as opposed to uh, must change my entire life today. Never do it. I'm just going to explore for a few days, for a month, see how it feels to be kind to my body, to love it, to buy it clothes that fit it, that I feel good in. That, and see, it's, it, see what it feels like. And the other thing it made me think of was, this is a new girl reference, when Cece gets Schmidt a scarf, it's just, it's the longest scarf ever. It just goes, and as he's pulling it out, he's, he gets more and more concerned about, this is an ending. He says, it's a fat man scarf. My wife bought me a fat man scarf. Which is not so funny to me because Schmidt is not fat. Like in no world is Schmidt fat. Secondly, I, I'm sorry, but I, is there such a thing as, aren't scarves just like scarves? And scarves are just a, scarves. Yeah, exactly. If it was a pair of pants or like an extra large t-shirt, 
but it was a scarf. It's just so funny. These are women's earrings. Like, what? This this doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing. But he just believed it and he spiraled about it. And then ultimately, I think it's Jess who talks to him and he starts to punish himself and he's, I'm going to be on diet. I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to do. And she's, so what if you gain an extra couple of pounds? The reason you're gaining weight is because you're happily married. They've just, they were newly married at the time. And you just want to spend time with your wonderful wife and enjoy your life rather than go to the gym and leave your wife. So what? You gained an extra couple of pounds because you're having a nice life. It's true. I'll say, I have to say one more thing because this is an article, this is an article I'll, I'll never forget. And she talked about how, I think she was living in New York. This was a woman that was like very successful living in New York, was like a part of a society or a community of other successful women who were also living in New York. And there's a certain standard that they're like upholding for themselves in terms of what they wear, how much money they have and how obvious it is that they have a lot of money. And you don't go over a certain weight like this is what you eat. And this is like this is how you live your life when you're part of this community society. Mm-hmm. And she went to Italy for I don't know if it was like for a year or just a few months, like a summer or something. She met someone in Italy and she said, it is the happiest I have ever been in my entire life. I was just spending my days with this person and I was learning so many things and I was eating such good food. And she was just like, I was just like eating pasta like twice a day. And I didn't care. I didn't care because I was so happy. And then she returned to New York and she was like, the amount of concern that she received from her so-called friends or from her society and community. They were worried about her because of the weight that she's gained. Um, Anyway, I don't remember like what the point of the article was, but but I'll just never forget that like she wasn't concerned about it. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't until she moved back that she was like, oh, everyone else is concerned about it. I was perfectly happy. Yeah. I was having an incredible life in in Italy, eating pasta and and gelato every day and just spending my days being with this person. But she was having bond with and bonding with the country and everything just like meandering down the streets and just not worrying about the things that she was worrying about in in that other place yeah so that kind of like rhymes with what i was saying earlier with the whole doll's house like what are the voices that are in your head are these your what are these voices that i have in my head about my body or like the fact also i like I, i watch a lot of like old stuff from like the early 2000s and 90s and i'm seeing every single actor almost on that show uh, a, a woman who's a woman are like they are so incredibly so incredibly skinny it was like the 90s yeah. was just like also thinking about like america's next top model there's like old mm-hmm. clips from that show like emerging now that wait they called her plus size and it was just like a woman that was not even she would be considered skinny what they yeah. were considering yeah. her plus size anyways i'm also just reminding myself in this moment to give myself grace because that's literally what i grew up with yeah, that those were the women that I saw on the screen. So no surprise that I have these voices in my head, but they're not my own. Yeah. They're not my own. Anyway, I think we should call it. Man, we've been talking. For, <laughs> been talking Good luck for editing so, this down. We have, so much, we have so much to say. Maybe I can get two out of this one. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I can. Yeah, I really went into it with being like, I'm not, I don't care what we say. I just want to spend time with Yada. Yeah. That's I. I literally was like, I have no intention here. Yeah. No, I had. I wrote one thing down, and then I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna say today. <laughs> like, do I have anything to say? So funny. I always think, do I have anything to say? And then we just like, go on and yes, on. Of course, we have so many things to say all the time. Right. Anyway, it's been real. It's been real. Safe travels. Thank you. you Safe know. travels to you too. You're traveling as well this week. Oh, I am. I totally forgot. Yes, I am. <laughs> Not as far, but still. 
travel nonetheless. I'm going to the Big Apple. As I leave it. (laughs) We're just two ships passing in the night. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Goodbye. That concludes part two of The Voices in Your Head. You will find The Weekly Yes on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram as well, at The Weekly Yes. We encourage you to say yes to your authentic voice this week. Keep saying yes, and we'll see you next week.